Merry Christmas and welcome to the Jack and John podcast. And I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're here on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. And Merry Christmas to you too. So I'm just going to read to you a little bit of the Christmas story um, because I want to. (laughs) So this is uh, Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8 and we're going to read all the way to verse 20 and we're just going to kind of cut it short right there. Um, And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Hark the hair. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. John, I want to take a risk. Okay. Okay. Going to take a risk this morning. It's a warning. Uh, I just got to thinking about some of the other aspects of Christmas. We're, yeah. we're not going to end with this being all risky, but uh, there was a lot of trouble for trouble. a lot of people surrounding this story. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, who all got had some trouble? Well, I can think of several. Um, first of all, Mary and Joseph. What trouble did they have? Even getting to this place to to have this child be delivered unto them. Well, they had to leave Nazareth. They had to make a treacherous journey. She was, what, nine months pregnant. We don't know if she traveled on a donkey or not. That's not in the scripture. Maybe she walked. Maybe she got on a donkey. We don't know. We know that it wasn't easy for someone in those days in that treacherous countryside to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem nine months pregnant. Right. A lot of trouble. couldn't hop a train. Not only that, but she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Angels are involved in bringing this message to Joseph and to Mary. Joseph doesn't know what to do, whether to put her away. There's all of these things going surrounding that. How about Jesus? I mean, think about where he was prior to this night. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in heaven. He is God, all all together God. He's a part of creation. And he's emptying himself, putting on flesh and being born of a virgin in a stable, in a manger. There is some trouble for Jesus in that. Right. That. Anybody else you can think of? So. How about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The babies two years later. Oh, mercy. That were murdered yeah. by 
Herod trying to get rid of the king that was prophesied. And uh, I was thinking about that. Why did God leave that in this story? I mean, you think about it, that's kind of throwing an awful lot of blood on a beautiful picture of the birth of Christ. And John, I think the reason is because it was true. Right. And God doesn't... uh, doesn't stop. He tells us all the truth in his word. And Jesus came and had to come because we live in a real world. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of people that when they come to the time of Christmas, they may feel good and great and wonderful and happy and joyful all year long. And Christmas comes around. Then they get discouraged and depressed because it doesn't represent happy times, joyful times, maybe Hard things happen because why? Because we're part of a real world and hard things happen. Right. You know, Jesus wasn't born into, um, you know, a fairyland or, right. you know, like a, you know, a tale like Cinderella where there's a you know, beautiful palace. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anything like that. He, he's born into oppression. Absolutely. Because here, here Israel is occupied by Rome. Um, and Rome dominated yeah. the the ancient world, um, and there were <clears throat> there were evil soldiers, sure, and there were evil kings, and there were people there that were mean, right? And uh, we live in the same kind of world today, where there's there's really hard things that happen. And I, the problem, I think, sometimes, John, is that we think that we should not have anything bad happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, that sometimes when something bad happens to someone, they blame God right. or they they say uh, th- their faith wasn't strong right. enough or maybe there's something wrong with me right. that God did this to me. And I think that they're looking at this from the wrong premise. I think that the way you have to look at this world is we live in a real world and these things happen. Uh, it happened to so many people uh, in this first century, and it still happens today. But what's the good news? The good news was that, yes, we live in a real world, but Jesus came to live in it with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, John has the Christmas story basically told in one verse, right? Yeah. John 1, 14. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt. Dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. So that was the good news of the story that in this real world, God sent his son to dwell among us. Interesting thing about that word dwell. It's the same word that's used to describe tabernacle. Um, And what was the tabernacle? That was God's dwelling place with the children of Israel. Um, And, you know, Jesus also came to demonstrate to us that you can't hold God in a box. You can't put God in a building. You can't keep God in a tent of meeting or a tabernacle or a holy of holies. He is so much bigger than that. Um, This is the God of the universe that we're talking about. And this is the God who packaged himself as a little baby. (laughs) You can't get more vulnerable than that. I mean, you really can't get more vulnerable than that, um, especially in today's world. Mm. Think about it. Um, and he experienced all yeah. things 
right. the same as we experience right. so that he, as God, will understand everything and anything that we experience. Yeah, and he did it to show us his love, to show mm-hmm. us his kingdom. And, and again, we talked in the last episode that you know, God kind of snubs the, the, the powers and the rulers of, of this world when he comes in such a humble fashion. You know, he didn't give any credence to, to Herod or to Caesar and, and, you know, come and have his child paraded through the palace or, you know, here's my son. No. Who's he introduced to? Shepherds, mm-hmm. the lowliest of the people in that day. Um, shepherds were considered you know, essentially unclean because they're with these sheep all the time and uh, they're just they were looked down on, mm-hmm. which is ironic because is. The, the greatest king, you know, who Jesus comes down in the lineage of is David, who started out as a shepherd. Right. God uses the humble things of, of the world uh, to humble the proud. And the um, disciples that he trained to give the message to further it on were yeah. also humble men. Yeah. Mostly fishermen. And then he uses that humility right. to exalt. Um, he truly does. One of the things that strikes me, Jack, I, I've been doing some reading in, in Revelation, and it, it's talking about the New Jerusalem, okay? Mm-hmm. What, what What's missing in the New Jerusalem that we would think of in the first century Jerusalem? Yeah, it would be the temple. The temple. Exactly. Why is that? Where's the temple of God? It's not made with hands. That's right. It is a person. Right. (laughs) It is a person and persons. Persons. Jesus is the cornerstone. Right. Okay. He's the foundation of the temple. What's the rest of the temple? Me and you. That's right. And we are the you. temple, right? We are the the living stones. Exactly. Peter says, and built up. Exactly. That's we, beautiful, we John. Living stones. You know, I just thought of something too. Yeah. You're getting getting into me here now. I was just thinking. You know, we celebrate and and resonate so much with the first coming of Jesus, right? Uh, New Testament Christians uh, would greet one another with a word. They would say Maranatha, right? And uh, Maranatha meant the Lord is coming, right? Uh, on their lips and on their minds was the second coming of Christ. And maybe we need to not only celebrate his first coming, salvation, but maybe we need to put on our lips the hope of the second coming. As a matter of fact, I hate to break anybody's bubble, but joy to the world is not a Christmas song. Right? You know that. Yeah. Think about the words of the song, Joy to the World. It's a second coming song. Mm -hmm. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Uh, And then he rules the world in truth and grace and makes the nations prove. This is second coming stuff. Church, be thankful for Jesus coming as a baby in a world, a real world of trouble. But also look forward to a time when the king comes, the second coming, when he ushers us into a place where there's no trouble. Right. Because it's going to be that place, the new Jerusalem, heaven come down. Right? Right. Oh, man, that's pretty exciting stuff right there. Yeah. All the old will be gone away. Everything will become new. Right. Yeah. So when you get married and you think you're marrying that that white knight, he's not. He's got... Feet of flesh. And that little princess you think you're getting when you're married, she's not. 
She's got feet of flesh. There's going to be trouble in your marriage from time to time because you live in a real world. Mm-hmm. And when you have that little baby, guess what? Going to be a teenager one day. <laughs> so remember that uh, because we, we live in this real world and make sure that you bring Jesus in That's from right. his first coming to his second. Everything should be about the hope and the joy that Christ brings to us. Yeah. And we can live in this real world victorious because Jesus came down, right? Amen. Yeah. I hope that you guys have a wonderful Christmas. Um, enjoy your family. Enjoy your traditions. Um, most of all, enjoy Jesus. Understand that He is the reason for the season. He is the reason to celebrate, not just today, but every day. And uh, share Him with your friends. Share Him with your family. Invite the Holy Spirit uh, to inspire you and to fill you and to speak through you. Don't feel like you have to do this all on your own. Don't feel any measure of guilt uh, or any measure of angst. Let God work through you. And may you be blessed and have the merriest of Christmases. Merry Christmas.